Rational discussion, common sense, open debate. RCR, Reality Check Radio with Paul Brennan. So if you were listening yesterday to our Legal Hub program, you would have heard Nick Kearney mention uh, some curious information that has come back from, I think the Ministry of Health will find out exactly in just a moment, regarding uh, OIA requests, which um, produced, I think the word is curious information. Um, that's the only way I can describe it anyway, because we uh, yet to completely unpack it. Well, it's Thursday morning now, and on the uh, Guy Hatchett report today, the Ministry of Health granted vaccine exemptions to hundreds among its key staff. Guy Hatchard joins me now. Morning, Guy. Thanks for coming on. Good morning. Okay, so this just keeps getting more and more, well, like in Alice in Wonderland, curiouser and curiouser. Guy, what's all this about? Tell us what's going on here. Well, uh, there was an OIA request to the Ministry of Health to find out how many people who were employed or associated with the Ministry of Health, and presumably including contractors, were given a vaccine exemption. And this remarkable uh, reply came back that there were a total of 478 applications for what was called a significant service disruption exemption. That means if you were a sort of important or essential person, you, you could apply not to get vaccinated. Like well, a frontline uh, nurse. Uh, no, not like a frontline oh, nurse. <laughs> no, you had to be a bit more important than that. Well, 103 applications were granted, but here's the rip. They, these exemptions, these 103 exemptions, covered approximately 11,000 workers. And then the reply from the Ministry of Health said, please note that it is not possible to provide the exact number of workers that were covered by these exemptions. So how many were covered? Well, it turns out that there were hundreds and possibly thousands of senior uh, staff. And that means basically uh, consultants uh, and uh, surgeons and so on, senior staff could apply to be exempt, and many did. And so I've been leaked information by people within the health service and uh, the information I have, which I can't independently verify, which seem to come from reliable sources, said, for example, that in Dunedin, there were a total of 95 consultants who were granted vaccine exemptions. And I heard also from someone in Christchurch, so that's the Canterbury District Health Board, that there were three hundred, approximately 300 exemptions granted. So scale that up across the country, and you're probably reaching around thousands of uh, senior figures within the health service who were granted exemptions. Okay, so I'm sure our audience is now thinking or wondering, exemptions from everyday people were turned down at quite high levels. Even yeah. some who had um, had bad reactions to first jabs, etc. So what the hell is going on here, where you have, what, health professionals, it seems, getting exemptions, and presumably some of those are injecting or 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 persuading people or suggesting that they take this vaccine because it was an all-of-health approach, 
So how, what possible explanation could there be for those exemptions? Well, uh, this is how it worked. As you know, at the same time, the General Medical Council was basically suspending doctors who publicly raised any doubts about vaccine safety or who talked to any patient and raised questions about vaccine safety. So here it was that these doctors were reluctant and they were reluctant for very good reasons, as we now know. And probably they had been sharing among themselves some really disturbing data about mRNA injections from before the pandemic. So they didn't want to get vaccinated. Now you can sympathize with them, can't oh, you? Oh, to- totally. But how they, did they? How did they? How how were they accommodated? Well, uh, they were simply allowed to continue working without uh, without having had a vaccine. And but at the same time, they were gagged. So they were told that they couldn't speak about it. They knew that if they did speak about their desire to have a vaccine uh, exemption, they would be suspended. So they are effectively gagged. And at the same time, of course, nurses were not allowed vaccine exemptions. So they simply lost their jobs. Now, (laughs) you could say they should have spoken up and they should have spoken up, of course, but they would have lost their jobs. Well, it would have been the deal, wouldn't it? We'll give you this, but shut the beep up. You're not allowed to say anything. Yeah. And, and that, you know, that basically set up a platform within the health service for, for hypocrisy. And now here, here's another thing yesterday, because, you know, when you put out this kind of information, then you're going to get people speaking up and telling you what's going on behind the scenes. And yesterday I had a meeting with someone who was a former member of the General Medical Council. That's And he was on the General Medical Council at the time all this was going on. And he was able to tell me that they sought to absolutely shut down as, as in, in every way possible to shut down any information whatsoever that would encourage vaccine hesitancy. So that they were, people like himself, were vilified and pushed out. Anyone who was raising these points, which were serious points from published literature, that there were doubts. And they weren't just doubts. There were research results showing that there were serious events resulting in previous experiments from mRNA vaccines, which included thrombotic events. That means strokes and heart attacks, which included autoimmune disruption. So these, the I mean, this is extraordinary. <laughs> Who would have signed that off? I would believe it, it must have been the Director General of Health, Dr. Ashley Bloomfield, who we know uh, it consistently refused vaccine exemptions to members of the public who were injured as a result of their first vaccination and certainly refused vaccine exemptions to people who had a history of reaction to vaccines. In other words, to get a vaccine exemption out of Dr. Bloomfield, you had to have the vaccine. 
And even then, if if a vaccine exemption was granted, which it was in a very small number of cases, there was an insistence that the person follow either take an alternative COVID vaccine, which were very similar in their effects, or agree that they had to have a vaccine after a period of months, say three months or six months. This this is like some <clears throat> crazy freaking movie. Well, yes, uh, it, it is frightening, isn't it? And it, it's undoubtedly true that given uh, Dr. Ashley Bloomfield's close association with uh, the prime minister at the time. He and- knew that was going to be my next question. Do we think that Chrissy Hipkins, he must have known about this. He knows about this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he's I, on TV the other is- night saying, no compensation, ACC. We know that's baloney. Th- this could be the biggest scandal ever. Oh, well, it, it is a huge scandal, isn't it? And uh, it's, it's well, you know, I mean, there's a word begins with C that comes to mind. <laughs> we can't use it, though, because we might be attacked as spreaders of disinformation. The, the uh, I, I mean, you, you know, I, I had a, I've had letters from all over the world after sending out this release from the HatchardReport.com yesterday. Uh, I've got one from a doctor in France who said, "I have pity for the humans." <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so, nice of him. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's I, it's all in the translation. Um, now, there's there's more information that that might be possibly a bit more hopeful because uh, another person I spoke to yesterday has had a a conversation with a very senior um, consultant in the medical uh, field. And he has admitted that that we are going to be pilloried. And he he said, as history unfolds, we are, this is someone who was sort of pro-vaccine and has now realized what is happening. He said, you know, our name will be possibly the darkest in New Zealand history when all this comes out. Yeah, this probably. Is someone who's on the front line, yeah, treating people who are injured by vaccines, and now knows that these are very, very dangerous, and they're searching their soul at this point. They, uh, well, good, good. Um, I take it that these, all these folk who were granted exemptions, were able to partake in the, you know, restaurants, live shows, movies, traveling overseas because of this exemption, right? Is I, that how that I, worked? I presume so. So uh, they had I, a normal this, life. Yeah, this is a very sort of secretive process uh, that's been going on here. Um, yeah, it's extraordinary. The public were being gaslighted. The, the Essentially, within the health service, there was this huge doubt about the safety of the vaccine. And they pushed it. My golly. Yeah, oh, they pushed I- it. They spent an enormous amount of public health dollars pushing the vaccine on people that many of them knew was unsafe. And the upper echelons of the Ministry of Health and all that, all the institutions surrounding that, they would have known about this. Do you think the management, do you think Bloomfield is part of that exemption? I mean, we have to ask these questions. (laughs) Who knows? Well, I know, but I mean, you got to (laughs) ask. So we now need to know 
the exact data around this. We are owed it, aren't we? New Zealand is owed this data. We need to know exactly who those people were, actually. Sorry, not sorry. We need to know who authorized it, who signed it off, why. We need to know every single detail about this, don't we? We we do. Uh, And instead... We're getting this constant uh, refrain from people like Michael uh, Baker and Nikki Turner and so on. Oh, they must know the game's up. Who who are saying that we uh, have done so well here in New Zealand and that we should do more of the same. So, the, the, As the Titanic descends below the waves. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, it's worse. And, and I'll tell you why it's worse. And... Uh, I, I just did a little comparison of uh, uh, what happened to OECD nations. That's uh, economically developed nations. And uh, there are some 32, 34 of these. And the most highly vaccinated nations, COVID vaccinated nations uh, in the OECD are in order of uh, Portugal, Chile, Canada, Iceland, New Zealand, Spain, and Australia. And if you look at their excess deaths in 2023, uh, sorry, in 20, yeah, 2023, it is 12% above the five-year historical average. Now look at the three, uh, the seven least vaccinated nations in the OECD. That's the Slovak Republic, Slovenia, Poland, Estonia, Czech Republic, Hungary, and Switzerland. Their average percentage of the population vaccinated is just 63%. Their average rate of excess deaths so far in 2023 is zero compared to the five-year average. Right. In other words, they had a normal year as far as death rate is concerned. We did not. They, they still had people vaccinated, though. So you'd expect a little bump from that figure, but I, I don't know. Well, I, I, I mean, there are technical reasons which w- we can explain why you, you wouldn't expect it uh, a bump. Okay, well, it has to do with a very high death time for that. So we'll, from the we'll, pandemic, yes. We'll leave yeah, that for yeah. another day. But this, uh, this sounds like we're kind of up against it on time now. This sounds like it's a... Incredible scandal brewing here. Someone needs to get ahead of it, like today, if it's not going to. Uh, this is an election issue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We 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 should know. I mean, we're heading into an election, and all these uh, politicians who arrange this deception and hypocrisy. We need to, to know if some of them were exempted. Thing. We need to know if some of them are bloody exempted. Well, I, I've got one piece of information from you from the inside of the National Party. Apparently, Chris Luxon mandated all of his MPs to be vaccinated. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, let's leave it on that note. Um, more details at uh, the Hatchard Report. You can search that out. And I think um, maybe we'll be back uh, in touch in a day or two to, to see where this is going. And I, I believe there's some other information Uh, under an embargo at the moment that we're looking at that we might talk about maybe tomorrow uh, as well. Let's see how we go. But thanks for coming on, Guy. All right, Paul. See ya. Thank you. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.